Good afternoon. This is another episode of the Real Estate Podcast with me, Nico James Bach, a broker with Royal Page Signature Realty in downtown Toronto. As promised uh, in this morning's uh, earlier podcast, um, I am creating this podcast to address the recent uh, BOC's uh, interest rate announcement, uh, which brought with it another interest rate hike. Uh, today, um, I have a special guest, um, Sean Humphreys from Dominion Lending Centers. He's been on this podcast before, and he is our resident mortgage expert, um, uh, an award-winning uh, mortgage broker at Dominion Lending. So I will pass over the word to him, and then we can start uh, to discuss today's announcement and its effect on uh, the real estate market. Sean, welcome. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me, Nico. It's great to uh, great to be back as the uh, resident mortgage expert. Uh, I love that. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Uh, one, welcome once again to the uh, podcast. So today's BOC interest rate announcement, as we all know now, the Bank of Canada has raised its policy interest rate again. Um, following uh, the interest rate hike on uh, June 6th, making the cost of borrowing more expensive. The 25 basis point hike brings the bank's overnight rate now to 5%. Now, this is the highest it's been since 2001. In its monetary policy report, the Bank of Canada says, the rate increase was necessary to help slow economic growth and reduce core inflation. Three-month rates of core inflation have been higher than the bank's expectation, hovering around 3.5% to 4% since September 2022. Uh, we know that uh, the bank's target rate uh, for inflation is 2%. We're off that. Um, and now they estimate that uh, to get back to that uh, target rate or even much closer to the target rate will be in mid-2025, uh, which is... Uh, quite a bit more than their previous announcement. So just to look back at the interest rate announcements and hikes, moving back all the way to January 26, 2022, which was the last time that the uh, interest rate was at 0.25%. There was no interest rate hike during that, um, during that announcement on that date. Uh, March 2nd, 2022 was the first time that the target rate had uh, experienced an increase. It was a 0.25 increase, percent increase. Now, these increases continued all the way up to January, up to including January 25th, 2023. So that makes it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight uh, interest rate hikes. Okay, so on January 25th, they raised the interest rates another uh, 25 basis points, but they also made an announcement on that date. So they announced that they were prepared to hold rates uh, moving forward, um, even though they didn't exclude the possibility of another rate hike. So moving forward from January uh, 25th, 2023, there were two rate uh, announcements and they were both rate holds. So March 8th was an interest rate hold, so no change. April 12th was another hold. Jump forward to June 7th, and that was the next time the Bank of Canada raised its interest rate. It was a hike in response to the spike in, in the inflation rate that occurred 
uh, a month and a half before in mid to late April. So uh, with today's interest rate announcement and hike, that brings the total hikes to 10, and the interest rate is now sitting at 5%. So, Sean, what is your, number one, what is your uh, feeling about today's interest rate hike? Did you expect it? And what can consumers expect moving forward? Yeah, I for sure expected it. I think that, uh, you know, all six of the banks were calling for, uh, were predicting an interest rate hike. I think it was the the most predictable interest rate hike that we've had in uh, over the last maybe four or five. I think it was pretty evident it was going to be a quarter point increase. Uh, the bank was um, essentially painted into a picture. I mean, they they came out in the last meeting and they basically called for higher rates and saying that it needed to be higher. And this was at the June 7th uh, meeting and basically saying that it's going to be higher. It's going to keep going up. We need to keep inflation under control. And we had some kind of we had some economic news that was more in favor of not uh, increasing the interest rate, um, you know, inflation had come down, employment numbers were looking more favorable. And, you know, but they they really did paint themselves into a picture to have to raise it again after the last meeting, especially when the expectation was, I heard 85%, the market was put it at like an 85% chance of a rate hike. The bank really did have to follow through on that. And with the meeting notes that they had today, it didn't it sounded like that they're not ruling out another interest rate hike they're not saying that they're done but it it's not calling for future interest rate hikes this really does feel like the peak in my opinion and anything beyond here i i just think is is unrealistic so i think what we're going to we're probably going to have a pretty slow rest of the summer i think you know we're we're at like historical lows for for active listings right now we're about 100,000 across Canada 100,000 less than where we are on a typical year and um we're we're also at much higher interest rates and the cost no so not just the cost of um or the interest rate is higher obviously but the cost of borrowing is is higher so the month to month uh cost of versus what the average income would be and what the average house would entail in order to pay for, we're up like a hockey stick right now. It's just very expensive. It's the whole, it's the whole cost of ownership. Yeah. Like it's, uh, everything is everything is higher. Everything is much higher. And yeah. this is basically contributing to that, but it's not the only component. No. And the only reason that we're not seeing a, a market that is collapsing right now is because of the strong immigration that we're having right now. We've right. had 1.2 million people come into Canada over the last year, which is well above the target of 500,000 people, which you know is bringing targeted people in. But we have a lot of temporary workers and student visas and refugees coming in over the last year. And that is taking a real toll on the, on the, um, on the real estate market, on rentals, and couple that with fewer building starts happening. We're at very low, kind of in the COVID lows right now of how many uh, building starts that we've had. That's pushing things to um, where prices, yeah, prices yeah. will continue to be high and the cost of ownership will continue yeah. to be high. And until, and I, I do feel like we've reached that point where the Bank of Canada, no matter how much higher they raise it, it's not really going to have that much of a difference on 
whether or not people are going to be buying or listing their properties. So I know, I know that I realize that. Yeah. No, I know yeah. you do. It's for, you... for everybody else, right? <laughs> no, no, I know. I realize. Um, you mentioned that uh, you are anticipating a slow summer. So in terms of uh, the banks, uh, Bank of Canada's uh, activity and the interest rate, are you thinking that we will we can expect to see rate pulls for the balance of the year um, without any uh, interest rate hikes? Um, and then perhaps they'll reevaluate um, their stance uh, at the start of 2024? Or do you think that it'll be more uh, gradual? Um, it'll be more scattered where there'll be perhaps a few rate holds and possible rate hikes? I, I think we're done with the rate hikes. I think okay. that we're in a holding position now. I think what I was calling for three months ago before we had, our, or in June, just before the meeting in June, I was saying that I really thought that they were going to hold and they were just going to talk tough for the next little while where, you know, we believe it's got to be higher and we're going to raise it if we have to. I felt like that was going to be the narrative out of the Bank of Canada. And uh, rather, and I think, you know, what they talk about is interest rates will need to be high for a long time and sort of that sort of narrative. You know, I'm sure you remember back in at the beginning of COVID where the Bank of Canada came out and said interest rates are going to be low for a very mm -hmm. long time. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that caused everybody to go out and borrow and buy things and go and spend your money. And that's what we needed in the economy at that time. We needed people to go out and spend money because we needed to maintain. We couldn't we couldn't have an economy crashing through COVID. And so that's what people did. Now we're on the opposite side of that. And it's the little white lie on the other side where the Bank of Canada needs people to believe that interest rates will be high for a very long time. Exactly. And um, and that's, you know, the some of the writing spending. was <laughs> and some of the writing was in the the press release today where it said that, you know, they don't believe that inflation will come back down until 2025, back down to targeted levels. And that might be true. And they're kind of inferring that they believe where they've said before is that interest rates won't, we won't bring interest rates down until we get down to that 2% target. So it's a different way of saying that interest rates are going to be high for a very long time. And I believe that's the type of tough talk that we're going to hear for the next little while as bank, the bank tries to talk the the inflation down and the economy down rather than just increasing interest rates. I think, I think, I believe that it, uh, yes, I, I, I know that's, uh, the, the plan, uh, for the BOC. Um, I think that, um, it will happen sooner rather than later when we see interest rates falling. I think they're taking a more cautious, cautious approach. Um, so not to, um, lull uh, consumers into complacency or to, or to provide false optimism. I, right. I believe, I believe uh, myself that it will happen before mid-2025. Um, um, it may be wishful thinking, but I believe that it will happen before. So I, yes, I think that we do need to um, uh, expect that rates will remain high, relatively speaking high, uh, for the near future. And I don't think that rates should be the only consideration when people are um, are, are buying uh, or selling. Uh, right. There are so many other factors involved and they have no control over those factors. Like you mentioned, immigration, which is 
like even now we don't have enough housing to house the people that are already here. <laughs> so we're we're already experiencing a housing crisis. So imagine you know moving forward, what that's going to look like. It's going to put uh, upward pressure on on prices, um, upward pressure on inventory requirements uh, that are are not present, upward pressure on uh, new builds, and that's not happening either. So yeah. it's uh, yeah. So I think um, eventually, um, uh, you know, the rates will have to come down. Um, but like I said before, it's uh, it's going to take a while. It's going to take at least a year, let's say, at least yeah. a year before we see that. One thing I heard today is that um, we're building one bedroom, one bedroom, not condo, for every no. seven new people coming into Canada. So, so what what does that? <laughs> you know, what, what what sense does that make? You, right. You know, what sense does that make? So we we could see that. Uh, you know the, the the pressure on on prices will continue as more and more people demand more housing. Yeah, it's just not available. Well, it's not all like you know. I think what is kind of the headline is that you know Canada's targeted uh, immigration program where we're building, we're bringing in skilled labor, and we're building in, uh, we're bringing in you know uh, high tech jobs, uh, high tech people to fill those jobs. That's one portion of it, of bringing those people in. But then there's a whole other section of like where there was like 700,000 people that came in outside of that program where it was, um, you know, temporary, uh, temporary workers, um, student visas, refugees. That's above and beyond the targeted um, immigration program, which we need. I mean, our our popular natural population is declining rapidly. So we need these people to come in. What that means for housing is that there's not enough. We're just not building enough of those, enough of that. Now, some of those should fall off, right? Like we should see oh, that 740,000. I feel like that's a one-time thing where that's going to play out and we're still going to be bringing in five or 600,000 people a year. And that's still way too many. Like that's not enough. Uh, we don't have enough housing for that. So at the end of the day, it's really the interest rate seems to be the headline. But at the end of the day, there's just not enough people. There's not enough places to build. There's not enough labor to build those places. And the interest rate is secondary. Like it just happens to be high right now because yeah, we just don't have exactly. enough supply. People are not selling their reselling their houses and we're not building enough to get new people uh, new homes. There was another uh, important event that took place today, and that was the swearing-in of our new mayor, Olivia Chow. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you speak um, to what you believe, um, based on uh, her her mandate and her promises, what do you believe the effect of of this new mayor will have on housing, transit, and um, just affordability in general? I want to be positive, yeah. <laughs> Nico. I do. I really want to say something. Like I'm a positive person. I I just don't think a new mayor is going to bring that much of a difference. I think when we're voting for a new mayor, it's who do we like to be in power, and I think they I can agree. change the flavor of the water a little bit. But we're still all drinking water. I think that um, it's great. I mean, I think we need better transit. So to have 
to have a, a strong mayor, strong mayor powers to bring more uh, transit in to be to maybe get rid of some of the red tape around building. I've heard Toronto is very tough to build in. So if we can shorten some of that down from 10 years from building conception to actually being built down to something like four or five, get more density around our our um, our subways. Um, I know it's not what people want to hear. Like people want to hear that, you know, we'll all be living in detached homes in Toronto, but there's just for a city of our size, it's not realistic. So we're, no. we're going to need to build up a lot more than we're going to need to be building that. And I think that's going to change some of our neighborhoods, some of our neighborhood dynamics that we have. But in a growing city like Toronto, that's what we need to be doing. And I, I live in a semi-detached home on the east side of Toronto, but we're building subways right near my house. I just, I think that's where our neighborhood is going. We're going towards right. more density and there's no point in fighting it. And I think we need to, I mean, I don't think we'll get everybody on board, but I think the mayor has to drive that narrative. I think she's got a lot of support right now. And I think that's where we can, hopefully um, she can drive more of that and not just, you know, uh, protecting what people have owned over, you know, what the neighborhood has been like. Cause I think those will have to change, unfortunately. And all of these changes, um, Sean, as you mentioned, <laughs> will take time. And I'm just not yeah. sure. <laughs> I'm just not sure that uh, we have uh, that time with the current uh, immigration policy that's uh, taking, uh, taking hold of, uh, of Canada and in particular the GTA so we'll see. It can always remain to be seen um, as it as it plays out. I think consumers should um, hold the course, stay the course, and continue to do what they're doing, um, which is uh, continuing to save as much as possible. Um, job security is also important, um, as well as if they do uh, currently own real estate and if they don't have to move, uh, just. Uh, hold on to the real estate. Real estate is a long-term um, proposition. And uh, those that do have to make a move, like first-time buyers, downsizers, upsizers, um, they should take advantage of any on all opportunities that happen now. For really, sure. And not, uh, and not try to hedge their bets and say, well, interest rates will come down, interest rates will do this, interest rates will do that. Interest rates will do what they do, period. The market yeah. will behave as it's, as it's behaving. So um, you're a... Uh, a mortgage broker, and uh, you uh, can help people navigate uh, that right. uh, that minefield. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'll be provi- providing uh, your contact information uh, as well um, at the end of this uh, podcast. Uh, do you have any other thoughts? Any other comments? Yeah, like you know, make? something. Yeah, something you just uh, mentioned there about. Um, you know, with with the number of with interest rates being what they are, and they have having raised one of the narratives that I keep hearing is that as interest rates go up, we're going to have people having to sell their homes. And then that's going to cause prices to decrease. But the fact is, is the number of active listings that we have right now are so low that any number of new listings we have is just welcome new listings because they're going to get bought up really quickly. Sure, we may have some houses or some pockets that may decline uh, slightly, but But that's very few. Those will be the exception. They'll be the exception as opposed to the rule. 
So I, I just don't see that as being an opportunity where like, hey, let's wait six more months or let's wait a year and all of a sudden prices are going to be lower. All of no. the uh, factors of the market right now are pointing towards higher cost, higher prices of housing. Sure, interest rates may, will probably come down over the next little while, but that's just going to incur, that's going to encourage more people to get into the Goodbye. market. So <laughs> exactly. I, I don't think like, hey, let's not all wait around and hope for it, hope for it to be better next year. I just I don't think that's the case. I am in complete agreement. I'm in complete agreement. Uh, waiting and seeing or trying to predict the market is never a good idea. No. Um, so yes, I am in complete agreement. Amazing. That's all I had to say. <laughs> I'm glad you said it. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, uh, Don, for your time and insight. It's always extremely, extremely valuable. Um, uh, and obviously, uh, as I mentioned before, all the contact information will be at the end of this uh, at the end of this podcast. And um, anybody listening or watching the video can reach out to either one of us uh, for more information. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Have a good rest of your day. Thanks a lot. Ciao.